This is Adam Spiegelman. You're listening to Proudly Resents. Today's show is a little different. We're going to have Paul Goebel talk about the new TV season and up-to-date uh, new movie reviews from two great reviewers. So thanks for listening. And Welcome to Proudly Resents. Here on Proudly Resents, we have uh, two guests. They are the webmasters of one of the most popular websites. It's called aintheverythingcool.yes. Please welcome... Andre Dubachet and Adam Felber. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having it's us. It's really great to be here. We're it's big fans. Really, really great to be here, and we're huge fans. Wow. Well, welcome. I didn't know you guys even listened to the show. That's great. Yeah. We, oh, every time we're on, we listen to it. We love this show every time we hear us on it. Oh my goodness. We we don't have a heck of a lot of time. Uh, right, we actually, uh, we're heading to an early screening of the new Avengers movie Second. after this. <laughs> yeah. what? The Avengers movie hadn't even, they haven't even started shooting it yet. It's it, a very it's very early up. cut of the film. It's very early. It's uh, just very very rough animatics with some temp music. You okay. Know. To be precise, it's an old Avengers comic book. That mm-hmm. we're going to pass around the theater and okay. stare at with a flashlight while they play the Star Wars theme music. Oh, yes. That sounds <laughs> awful. Oh, yes. But we are going to be the first people to see it, so therefore we are psyched. Being first is always great. It is always great. I cannot wait to experience Joss Whedon's vision. Jess Whedon. Joss. Joss. Whedon. Joss. Jeff Whedon. Whedon? Jesse Whetstone? Whetstone. We'll look it up, but tell me about your uh, your website, aintheverythingcool.yes. Well, aintheverythingcool.yes celebrates all that is great about movies, which I means... E- everything about movies. And we're known for our scoops. Oh my goodness, we're like an ice cream truck. You want to know who's going to play Peter Parker in the Spider-Man reboot? Spoilers! Andrew Garfield. And spoilers. We were the first to know. Want to know who's going to be in charge of the practical creature effects in the upcoming Pumpkinhead prequel entitled Smaller, Greener Pumpkinhead? Spoilers! Glenn Lube Noob. And spoilers. We were the first to break that huge story. Ain't everything, ain't everything cool dot... Oh, I messed it up. I messed up my Come own on. joke. Come on. I messed up my own joke. It's a good line. Ain't, ain't everything cool dot yes accurate dot yes we are. Dot yes we are. That was worth the second it try. Sure Oops, was. I dropped my pen. Now, how did you guys get this hookup? Well, that's a funny story. It's really. a very funny story. Very common, though. You've heard this yes. one a million oh, times. Oh, God. Go ahead, Adam. All right. We met while arguing about Blue X-Men at the Misunderstood Gentleman. It's a great store. Yeah. It sells uh, both comic books and um, real dolls. Yeah. And we became friends once we agreed that Nightcrawler and the Beast were awesome. Both awesome. Both awesome. Oh, my God. Then we became great friends when we realized that we were both Second Life game enthusiasts. And then we became best friends when we realized that our Second Life characters were already married to each other. They had been married to each other for years. And by the way, I apologize for pretending to be a woman that whole time. No need to apologize. You were a great wife. Thank you. All right, that's kind of creepy. Let's get into the talk about movies. Sure. Uh, Word of warning, though. We are very, very... Tough critics. You might want to buckle yourself in. No, that that's good. Uh, you know, I don't want to pander We're to merciless. our audience. Good. Let's talk with the first film, long-awaited sequel, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps. Ah, okay. Yes. Money Never Sleeps, and you won't either. Greed may be good, but Wall Street 2 is even better. I thought this film had amazing special effects. Michael Douglas has never looked more realistic. Spoilers! The money actually does sleep a little. And spoilers. Wow, what about this indie darling? It's called Easy A. More like Easy A+. Plus. <laughs> Emma Stone is a stone-cold fox. There's a teacher's pet we'd all like to pet with our penises. And if by pet you mean insert and remove repeatedly, I agree. Bang. Emma Stone rocks. It was easy to give an A to Easy A. That was kind of covering the same ground that I did. You're right, I did. You know, a lot of kids' movies this summer, there was one that came out and got some good attention. Uh, Nanny McPhee Returns, another Ooh. sequel. Oh, hey. Ooh. 
If you think ugly people are hilarious, mm-hmm. yeah. then be prepared to fall in love all over again. Everyone's favorite hideously deformed child care specialist is back and better than ever. Nanny McPhee is far too disgusting to have children of her own, but she'll take great care of your kids. And your heart. Emma Thompson is a Thompson cold fox. Right on. You know what? I think that might have worked better with Emma Stone. It was great with Emma Stone. It worked great with Emma Stone. I went for it again with Emma Thompson, and it did not work. But nope. Nanny McPhee, the sequel, works. Mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan is associated with this film, and people were laughing at the trailer. And So what do you guys think of this movie, Devil? I'll tell you what. This thriller set in an elevator floored me. Shyamalama ding! Chilling supernatural mystery? This is where I get on. You'll be shocked when you find out that, spoiler alert, the old lady is the devil. End spoiler alert. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. <laughs> right. You know, another kid's animated film, a big, big budget film. Um, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahol. Gahol? I don't know. It's a kids based on the kids' books and incredibly popular kids series about owls. How did this movie translate from a book to a movie? Well, I think uh, best way to put it is who, 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 Oscar. That's who. <laughs> it's a sweeping, beautiful, surprisingly dark, serious vision of what fights between tribes of computer-generated anthropomorphized owls might actually be like. It's a gahool lot of fun. Gahool want to see this movie? Gimme, that's gahool. I'll see it again and again. What a hoot, Owls. Yeah, a lot of people are looking forward to this Owl film. That's great. Owls was looking forward to it, and Owl really liked it. And I'll always be a fan. Well, they're, they're, they have very big eyes, no eyebrows, and a mouth that you can't really see. So they're, they're very expressive. Virtually expressionless. And they all look identical. So, you know, in addition to being an entertaining kids film, it's also a mystery. Which owl was that? I don't know. Which owl was that? It's the one fighting with that first one. And what are they doing? I can't really tell. That might be another camera angle, or they switch places. Who knows? It was great. It's Ooh. a hoot. You know, been... Give a hoot. Don't dispute how great this film is. That was really, I think, the end-all, be-all right there, what Adam just said, Adam. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Andre. I mean, no, the other Adam. It's like the owls. You know, I'm a big fan of the first film, uh, Ben Affleck's first film, it's called Gone Baby Gone. Mm. Uh, and so I was yes. looking for his next directorial effort. And so this movie, The Town, what do you guys think of The uh, Town? I wanted to move right into this town. I'm not, I gotta say, I honestly can't understand how this movie gets a 95% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Why is that? Because it deserves 100,000%. Agreed. As an actor, Ben Affleck is back in Jersey Girl form, dare I say it. Well, as a director... Well, he's better than Orson Welles, George Lucas, and Martin Scorsese combined. Three thumbs up. You know, and I would give it four thumbs up if I weren't missing a thumb. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up. I didn't know when to bring yeah, it up. Yeah, that's the elephant that's not in the room right there. <laughs> <laughs> My thumb really did, did kind of look like an elephant. Really? Oh, Be careful holding that mug. tag kind of dangling off of it. But That's why he's got a pen taped to his hand. Yeah. Um, uh, eat, pray, love. What would you guys think about Eat, Pray, Love? I ate it up and prayed for more of this lovable movie. Eat, Pray, Love? More like sit, watch, squeal with delight. Julia Roberts hasn't been this enthralling since, um... Seabiscuit? That's right, since Seabiscuit. What would you guys think about, uh... Re- I was kind of worried about Resident Evil Afterlife. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Oh, well, yeah, I really have go. to warn everybody away mm. from this particular zombie flick. Oh, okay. Because the fun is infectious. If you thought it couldn't get better than Resident Evil Extinction, prepare for the afterlife. You know what they should have called it? What's that? You know what they should have called it. What should they have called it? They should have called it Resident Evil Shelf Life. Ah! Because that's what this movie is going to have. Oh, my God. I agree. Thanks to the beautiful kick-assery of Mila Jovovich and Ali Larder, this installment of Resident Evil has installed itself into permanent residence in my pants. Joe Vavumovich is more like it. Woo! Hey. Uh, I don't know if I bring this up. I don't want you guys to get in trouble, but what do you think of the last airbender? Oh, Ooh, oh yeah. now we're getting down and dirty. Yeah, right. really want to hear this one? <laughs> yeah, all right, people, get all ready. Right. All I can say is, please, please, God, do mm. not let this be the last airbender. We need more. We need more of it. Air is not the only thing being bent in this film. So are your expectations. And your fingers from clapping so much. That's how I lost my thumb. Clapping for the last airbender. Clapped it right off. That's the end of his thumb, but the beginning of a great time. Oh, my God. I just totally surprised some kid with a thumb in his popcorn after that film. You saved me from that awkward asking what happened to the, the thumb. It That's was okay. airbent. It was, oh! hey. I generally offer that information within five minutes of meeting somebody new. Because well, people are looking right at your hand. Well, they are, because I'm waving it right in their face. Yeah, you don't... Yeah, you could stop. I, yeah, seriously. See? No, I know, I know, I know. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Check oh. it out. Look okay. at what's not there. It, I mean, it looks great. It looks Look great. The, no, the, I'm a little... Um, this plastic surgeon did not do a good job. <laughs> no. it still looks I don't, like you don't, I don't mean to laugh at no. your plastic surgery, but that is... It looks like Sam Raimi directed <laughs> my... Directed my hand. It's written. Someone wrote his name on the on the thumb. You look uncomfortable. This doctor signed it. And I don't know who Phil is. <laughs> that wasn't the doctor. It's not even the doctor's name. I think he had a... Cr- I think my doctor <laughs> had a crush on some guy named Phil. It's his right. I wonder if that worked out. He did the work. I wonder if it worked out, though. What, between my doctor and Phil? Yeah. I don't know. Listen, you guys are always controversial. I'm so glad you're here. Just put your, your, we love your nose here. up at Hollywood. We're unsparing with our critiques. Uh, and really appreciate yeah, if it. Hollywood, if Big Hollywood is listening, I, I guess we are sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're people who speak our minds, and sometimes that's not always going to, you know. You know it's not always going to jive. We hope that they respect, you know, what we do for a living and that uh, they let us continue seeing these these. Constantly amazing films. Yeah, let the chips fall where they may, which Woo. is usually an awesome town. That's right. Well, speaking of town, we're going to wrap this up. But thank you guys for being on Proudly Resents. Mm-hmm. You guys gave my uh, gave our listeners a lot of good options. My um, pleasure. And, and when can we listen to ourselves on this? Yeah, you guys. This right. will drop on October eighth. Well, then that's the one we'll download. That's the one we'll download. Really, you want to hear the other ones? Tiptoes and no, and the interview. Bucky Sinister a while ago. He's a writer. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us on. We what? love this. Wow. Thank you so much, guys. Come back anytime. We'd love to have you on. Thanks again, Adam Felber, Andre Dubuchet, and this proudly resents. Ain't everything amazing? Dot yes. That's actually ain't everything cool? Dot yes. Ain't everything amazing? Dot yes is our website about everything else except for movies. Check that out. Yeah. Don't get it mixed up. Sorry about that. Thanks, guys. Our pleasure. Did you see any of these films? Oh, God, no. (laughs) Are you kidding me? No. Hey, welcome to Proudly Resents, show about uh, good, bad movies, movies you you love to see, you know they're bad. Today we're going to take it a little differently. we got Paul Goebel. 
the host of the Paul Global Show. Hi, everybody. I want to go over the new shows out. We're, okay. We're taping this on Wednesday. Hopefully, we're putting this up on Friday. Pretty much everything is uh, all the major sh- all the major networks have put their shows out by now. The first show canceled was Lone Star. Right. I would love to say I predicted that, but I did not. Did you think that was no, going to go? No. Well, you know, Entertainment Weekly picked five the, the five best shows on TV, and some of them were crap, but they picked Lone Star was one of the best shows they picked of the season. And some of them right. Like they said Raising Hope was the best comedy, which I agree. I, I think it's a piece of shit. Really? Oh, I think it's hysterical. Oh, no. I think it's crazy funny. But they said Lone Star was great. And I watched the first episode, and I went, well, this, is, this has a lot of potential. Uh, but then I heard, even after the first episode, they, were they, cancel it. they were like, no, we, we got to get rid of it. And it was a big deal. And they went one more episode, but couldn't do it. I, I think a, a, a big part of the problem was nobody knows what the show is about. Right. You know, first of all, you call it Lone Star. What the fuck? You think it's, a co- it's, it's like a, a sheriff show. It's going right. to be about a cop a show Western, and a Western. Or it's about these guys who drink beer all day. <laughs> you know, it has... It, has it reminds me of the great movie Lone Star, which is, <laughs> at the yes. very least, if there was a sheriff, I'd be in. That's what my girlfriend said, because she, she hates that movie, Lone Star. Oh, I she love does? It. Oh, it's I a great love movie. It. But she was like, yeah, I wouldn't watch it, because I would think it's about the movie. Yeah, why even pick that name? But And the so show bad. is about a guy who's a con artist who has a girlfriend in one city and a wife in another, right. and his dad's running this con. Yeah, I watched the pilot. The guy doesn't want to run the con. Like, they made the, the lead character yeah. too nice. First episode. Well, they obviously, they put all their eggs in the basket of this guy is the new George Clooney. Okay. Everyone said, this guy is so great to look at. Men, women alike can't take their eyes off. Should have given him something better. Yeah, they should have given him a better show. And, and I, I will say he's certainly engaging. But, yeah, in the first episode, he wants to come clean and, and run the business for real and all that. But uh, but the show obviously had a long arc ahead of it, right? And there was no way they could sustain. He was that. too nice, and yeah, his father's David Keith or Keith David. David Keith, yeah. And he, he looked like a con man. The way he's a great actor, and the way he's yes. playing this guy, this George Clooney, the next George Clooney guy, yeah. was too nice. Like he just seemed like a, a shitty boyfriend. That's all he was, right? You know what I mean? Like I don't know, I can't make a decision. And but who wants to watch that? But that's part of what his dad said. He said, you were born to do this because you... He wasn't. He, you were, but he's <laughs> he was like, wrong. You, you're naturally trustworthy. You don't that's have true. to act. You don't have to act the part. And and in a way, he was. He really... Like, he just, when his dad asked him, who are you in love with? Your yeah. fake girlfriend or your fake wife? He said both. But he was like, I feel so bad ripping these people off. Like, don't feel bad. You're a shitty con man. Right. You do it already. And then at the end of the first episode, he found a way to pay off all these people. So oh. he wasn't even conning him anymore. Yeah, it sounds like network notes. Um, I'm going to go... <laughs> do you you read uh, Mark Berman? Do you know who that is? No. Uh, you should. He, I'm surprised. He writes a daily column, and he has a daily podcast, and he writes about TV. He's been doing oh, it for okay. 10 years. I'll check it out. So uh, on Media Week. So he's official. He's great. He's not gay. He's two, three kids. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why Once you, you hear it, you'd be like, hey, is, or you read it. You're like, this okay. guy's like when the Gilmore girls were on, like I said, he's been on writing for 10 years. He would always call it the girls of Gilmore. That seems pretty gay. Yeah, yeah. but he's okay. not. So he rates all, rates all the TV shows and gives them grades. Okay. So we'll go from best to worst, and we'll go through some of them quicker than others. Hawaii Five O, and this is all in terms of ratings, not in terms of if they're good or bad. Okay. But Hawaii Five O, I heard you talk about it. You think it's a piece of shit. Yeah, it's not that great. I mean, you know, it's I, not. I was never a, fa- a, a giant fan of the original, but I liked the way they did things. You know, from what I understand, Jack Lord was pretty much in charge of that show. Right. He ran everything with an iron hand. And back then, because Hawaii was so far away, and even just to get there, it took a long time, you, uh, you know, you could get away with that kind of shit. You could run your own game. Now... You know, even though you can't be there on the set, you can still be there on the set. A guy in Hollywood can be there on the set, you know, in a virtual way and right. tell people what to do. So you can't get away with that now. But the plot is BS. Like, 
They're not they're not cops. They're Uber cops who. Well, that was the original. That was the plot of the original. A lot of people don't know. No, I thought they were just regular cops. No, no, they worked for the governor. The Hawaii Five, and this is real. This is because Hawaii is so far away from the mainland. They have basic. They have special problems that the rest of the country does not have, like smuggling or an odd case of uh, immigrants. You know, like they have a lot of Asian immigrants coming over, and you right. know, there's you know drug trafficking and stuff like that. So they have special problems, and the governor governor set up this special squad that reports only to him. They don't they make their own rules. They're basically the FBI of Hawaii. Oh, wow. And so that's a real thing and they're called Hawaii 50 cuz 50th state. It's like we're the Hawaii cops. Oh, I love when the pilot when they go, "We need to call ourselves a name." And she's in the she's like a 50 yeah, yeah. And but I feel like they're in another universe because every kid calls the cops 5 because the original TV show. So it would be funny if they're like, well, 5 you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true because now it's, that's, a, that's a slang for cops. Now. Right. Now, did you see the show Blue Bloods? Yes. Hated it. Really? I liked it. Oh, fucking I watched the pilot it. and I, I thought it was good. I hated it. Why? Because in the first episode, first of all, Donnie Wahlberg, uh, it, this is his worst role ever. But in the first episode, <laughs> the kid is graduating from, uh, oh, yeah. you know, from the academy, and Donnie Wahlberg goes, "Oh, we got another cop in the family. We're all cops." And Bridget Moynihan goes, "Hey, it's like, oh, except for our assistant district attorney, sister." I got it. We're all, yes, you're a cop. He's a cop. She's a lawyer. I got it. Mom is dead. Like yeah. they, they say the whole plot in the first ten minutes. Yeah, they, they they pretty much point out each person. Yeah, it, like hey, pop, what'd you think? If even though you're retired, yes, we get it. Everyone's oh, the a grandfather's cop. there, yeah. and da, da, da. yeah, they I was the like, whole thing. how stupid do they think we are? But like Reservoir Dogs was less obvious when they said <laughs> Mr. Pink. Yes, and they went to their backstory. Tom Selleck is like the chief of police. Yeah, yeah I didn't like, it. and I guess Tom Selleck was modeled after. Bernie Carrick. Oh, yeah? That, that real-life guy who With was... his mustache. Yeah, he yeah. took his actual mustache. But I find that funny because Bernie Carrick turned out to be a real scumbag. You know? <laughs> well, maybe in season eight. Maybe. Well, yeah. In the, in the realistic movie, he, his son sees him out with a... With a woman, and he asks, "Are you dating anyone?" He and he's and Tom Selleck actually starts talking about, "Oh, I miss your mother when she died." And I thought that was so realistic. Like, if you're going to ask your parent about dating, they're going to change the subject. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah they're going to talk they, about your mom. Or, oh, your dead mom. Like, how can you compete with that? Like, right. all right, all right, you got me. You got me there. <laughs> Did you watch the? Um, I'll skip down to uh, the event. Yeah. Yes, I'm watching the event. So you're into it. But you watch Heroes, right, till the end? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah. So you're the. And I would, I'm the guy. <laughs> You're the guy. Um, but I like—I'm a big fan of Jason Ritter. You know, he did my show at the UCB, and so uh, we've kept in touch. And he's a super nice guy. So super. I interviewed him once. He's really nice. Yeah, and so I, I like—I like him on a personal level. Um, but I think it's funny how. You know, now that Obama is president, everyone's like, well, the next president, we got to up the ante. You know, 24 had the black president. Now we have a black president. What now? And the event's like, okay, we got a Cuban president. But the same thing like in Blue Bloods where they said, you are a Cuban president. You are the first Cuban president. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, the because I saw that Lisa Valdez plays his wife and she's Hispanic. And I thought, oh, he must be Puerto Rican or something. But they said he's Cuban. And my girlfriend said, would that really happen in America? They would they would elect someone whose grandparents came from a communist country, and I thought, well, I never thought a black man could be elected president in America, and I was proven wrong. I but, mean, we are due for an alien invasion. I mean, every movie where there's a black president, 
There's some kind of alien That's invasion. That's true. Yeah, it's either an invasion or a, a meteor or something. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes perfect sense. So we're doomed. I mean, not <laughs> I know, bipartisanly, we're doomed. Yes. Sci-fi-wise, we're doomed. Yeah. Mike and Molly, I've never seen it. It's funny. I think it's funny. You know, everyone says it's wall-to-wall fat jokes. You know, I had Mike Schmidt. This week's show was with Mike Schmidt. He said he was counting all the fat jokes, and he, he had to stop because it was yeah. too much. I think it's a cute show. Um, you know, um, I've been a fan of Billy Gardell for a long time. He's a lead guy. Yeah, and he's uh, he's really good, and he's really funny, and it's cute. It's like, here's what I figured out. It's basically, because it's a Chuck Lorre show, and it, it reminds me of Two and a Half Men, but for women. Uh-huh. It's Two and a Half Men, but for women, because they say, especially uh, Melissa McCarthy and these girls, they say these outrageous things, but they're girls. So it's not like, oh, Charlie, I can't believe you said that. It's, oh, wow, she said what we're all thinking. Right, right. So it's, it's more a girl thing, and then the guys are completely inoffensive. You know, he's a big fat guy, so he's not threatening. The other guy lives with his mom. His partner lives with his mom. He's all talk. But everybody on the show is, re- is really non-threatening. So it's like two and a half men, but for chicks. Well, let's talk about shit my dad says. All right. Or bleep my dad says. But they, here's the fucked up thing about it. They they call it bleep my dad says, but they spell money sign pound asterisk right. explanation point. So they actually had this problem that people didn't know how to program into DVRs. It happened to me, and I <laughs> I saw you talk about it, and I said, oh, well, what do I do here? I can't put in bleep because that's not the word. Now. Uh, a savvy user will just type in William Shatner mm-hmm. and will find bleep my dad says on a thing. But most people aren't that smart or they'll go to the guide and see, OK, eight o'clock uh, Wednesday night. But most people don't know when it's on. Well, you got to go through every show, every primetime schedule. Exactly. Or you just give up. You're just like, I, think, I'll re- I won't forget. I think most forget. people. Yeah, most people have have given up. And also because. It's not a show that a lot of people are going to be on board with initially, I think. If you're not a savvy, like, TiVo or cable user, you're not on Twitter. You're not following Shit My Dad Says on Twitter. You know, and you're certainly not a, uh, a Shatner fan. Right. Those are, the, those are the two audiences for that show, William Shatner fans and people who followed the Twitter feed. And, you know, and so I think they probably lost people because of that. In essence, I mean, it's based on Twitter feed of a guy who claims he, I don't believe it, but he moved back home and his dad said all those crazy things. You think it's all bullshit? I think it's all bullshit. Okay. But they're like, we're going to make a show about this. But every fucking TV show is about an old person who says crazy things. And Shatner has not said anything crazy. So far, the only thing I saw in the two episodes I watched that could have been from the Twitter feed was one time when Shatner's watching the news and they talk about an old man. Uh, who who died or something? He was 105 and he finally died. And Shatner's like, "What's so important about that? Old people die all the time. Show me an old man who came back to life. That's news." And I thought I could see reading that on a Twitter feed, and that would be funny. It's funny line. Yeah, but that's it. That's the only one. The shit he says, and and my big flaw with the show, and I talked about this on my show, is people. You know, the other people on the show are funny, but they're trying to communicate with Shatner and his character. In a real way. They're trying to connect to him the way they would to their father. Right. And unfortunately, he's not a real character. It's like on Boston Legal. Everyone knew Denny Crane was crazy. Right, and they treated him like... And they treated him like he was nuts. You don't ever take anything he says seriously. You Mm -hmm. don't expect a straight answer out of him. And it worked brilliantly. And they should be doing the same thing on shit my dad says. He's a crotchety old man who doesn't give a shit about anyone. Let the stuff he says bounce off your back. But every week, his fucking... 
pussy of a son is like, Dad, I love you. Why can't we blah, 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 Dad? But uh, but it's stupid. It's like, don't try to connect with him. Just be glad that you have a, some sort of relationship with your dad. You know what I want to say? I want to go, hey, my dad's dead. I wish my crazy dad could be alive and say crazy crap to me. Shit my dead dad says. <laughs> Shit my dead dad says. And I started this other thing on Twitter called Shit My Dog Takes. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny because I started it and I had like five followers and then they all dropped off because all I do is is put up pictures of dog shit. But now you think this is your big ploy to make a lot of money? Is this exactly. Your, and, and I'm going to be a big TV star. They're going to make a book out of shit my dog takes. <laughs> and then my, I had Mike Schmidt on the show this week, and he complained about how terrible it is. Yeah, like, I didn't disagree. Because <laughs> it's it's literally just pictures of dog shit. But then I got like six new followers. So I saw you had 36 followers on a check today. I personally, my wait a minute, shit my dog's takes us 36 followers yeah wow that's pretty good that's good I, I, people that? love dog shit <laughs> we'll see if they're still there I mike mean, said they were all from germany <laughs> <laughs> well shit my dog takes on me is the german yeah there you go that's the one people love in germany <laughs> uh, i don't want to send too much undercovers bad yeah right? it was the, boring i didn't like it it was stupid it got a d it's gonna go away probably defenders was like if i was a grade the show i'd give it like a, a c like it's out of ten, I give it a five. Like it's really? okay. It's not great. It's there's well, no I, angle to it. There's nothing. They're not sleazy. I, they're not. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's really boring. It's I've never been a fan of Jim Belushi. Uh, you know, and it's, oh, I like him. It's, he's, it's, he's I hate him. And in the first episode, where the thing I hated the most is they're all about these junior tickets. You talked about the show, and I, that so drove me crazy. Stupid. The whole I mean, really quick, they, the whole show they're oh, you got to get tickets to Junior, and you're like, well, who's it? Junior Wells, Junior Harry Connick Junior. Yeah. <laughs> no, Frank Sinatra Junior. Really? That's the great show you want to go see. And, and people who live in Vegas can see any show, and they're kind of jaded, like we would be here in L.A. or right. any town. See any show, any night. You know, a lot of people probably didn't see Siegfried and Roy. You know, they lived there for thirty years. Right, right. So, no. Talk about being jaded. No one who lives in Vegas is like, oh, I got to see Frank Sinatra Jr. No way. And everyone was talking about it like it was a hot ticket. Yeah, like I could, like you know, I used to work in Vegas. I used to, you know, do comedy in Vegas, and I would be interested in the other shows because I could never go see a show because I was always working at night, mm-hmm. and I would always wonder what are the some of the cool shows to see. And I'd go try to see shows during the day, or I'd sneak out between shows and sneak into other shows and everyone was like you got to see the blue man group like people who worked there people who worked at the hotel were like the blue man group so fucking amazing and it would be it would have to be something on that big a scale or um or one of the like mystere one of the Cirque du Soleil shows, yeah, something yeah. on a huge scale that gets people in Vegas excited. They go, this is fucking amazing. But watching Frank Sinatra Jr. sing songs, no fucking way. You'd have to bring Frank Sinatra Sr. back from the dead. For people in Vegas. For people in Vegas to go, this is amazing. Oh, I got to get tickets. <laughs> um, so what do you think is the next show that's going to be? Uh, you said Better With You is the worst show ever. Is the worst sitcom of the season, without a doubt. <laughs> right. And you know, my generation got axed after two episodes. Yeah, my generation. But I want to so- but stupid. Better with you has the same sitcom conceit that they use every couple of years, which is either the three generations of relationships or right. the three stages of relationships. So, yeah, uh, Rules of Engagement, which is on now with David Spade, mm-hmm. it's the wacky single guy, the newly the couple that just got right. together, and the old married couple. Exactly. And then there's the young couple, the middle aged couple, and the old couple. And yeah. So this is the same formula, and they do it every year. Uh, I hope 
Detroit one eight seven does it get canceled? I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. It's it it became, it's a little bit of a chore to watch. I don't think I'll keep up with it. Yeah, that's the best way to describe it. Is a chore. <laughs> yeah, it's a little too much. Yeah. So, what do you think is the next show to go? Um, let's. I, I think Better with You will go because it reminds me of last year when all all the shows in that block were brand new and they all got picked up except for Hank, the Kelsey Grant, right, which show. did bad, but could have just stayed on. It could have stayed on, but Better with You. I mean, I think is not is is worse than Hank in my opinion. So I don't see that why they wouldn't just yank it and show two episodes of Modern Family or The Middle or Cougar Town. Yeah, they should have had a backup plan because Cougar Town's probably going to go too, unless they just go yeah. to the end of the season. That's a terrible show. I don't know. Yeah, I, Tom, who, uh, who's on uh, my podcast, he loves it and he defends it why? to the death. I don't understand it. It's not funny to me. Whereas Modern Family is so fucking hysterically funny. Yeah. Every week, it is nonstop laughs. And I think, how can they make such a great show? And then Cougar Town is so bad <laughs> after it. We were like, oh, this is so great. Let's watch something else. Oh, I got to yeah. go to bed. Yeah, no, this there's nothing stopper. else on. It's yeah. too bad. I think my DVR just stops earlier. Like, <laughs> I wish. I think the, uh, what's the, the Fox sitcom? You don't like uh, Raising Hope. I didn't like it. And what about Running Wild? I didn't watch it. Running Wild. Oh, you didn't watch it? It's. I heard it's funny. It's really funny. I, I thought it. You know, it's got a lot of the Arrested Development because it's. You know, it was developed by Will Arnett, Mitch Hurwitz, and Jim Vallely. Mm-hmm. And so it's got a lot of that Arrested Development jokes in there. You have to be really smart to get some of the jokes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they have a uh, Raising Hope, which is like base lowest confidence yeah. on their shit. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, now I'll have smart jokes afterwards. Yeah. Well, it's funny because Raising Hope. The thing about Raising Hope is it's a lot of like white trash humor but you still it's kind of clever in the first episode my favorite joke was this guy skylar stone who i guess they wrote out of the show but he's in the first episode as like their cousin and they're like and the kid says i can't go to the rave tonight because i got to raise this baby and skylar stone's like no then i'll have to drive my i'll have to ride my bike to the rave and then i have i've ironed my pants for nothing because he's sitting there ironing his pants so then and the next when they come back from commercial the first shot is skylar stone riding his bike off screen while holding his pants up in the air. <laughs> and I thought, and I said to Brooke, did you see that? She's like, no, I missed it. And I had to rewind it. And I was like, you see why he's doing it? She goes, I just thought it was funny that he's holding his pants. And I was like, no, nah, you have to be, you have to be on it with this show. And Kate Micucci was on this last episode. Oh, she's a regular now, right? I think, I think she'll be semi, but she yeah, was yeah. really, really funny. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Kate, you know, her and Ricky both. Um, so, I, I think it's uh, the show makes me laugh out loud, and I watch. The other thing is, I watch it with my kids, and they really like it. Oh, that makes sense. And I'm always on the lookout for shows I can watch with my kids, because like Modern Family is one of those shows that we can watch together, and uh, like uh, Running Wild. They don't really get it. It's kind of over their head, and is they don't it silly enough for them to want to. Not watch really. It? They, it's like they the guys act weird, but they don't understand the nuances. Like in this scene, this last episode, he's fighting with. Uh, David Cross, and one of them's in the treehouse, and the other one's on the bottom, but they can't really hear each other. And David Cross is like, are you listening to me? And and uh, and Will Arnett says, oh, you want me to glisten? Oh, I'll glisten like I'm on the cover of a magazine. And my kids see that and go, what? What is he, an idiot? He doesn't, why is he saying glistening? And they don't understand the nuances, whereas Modern Family, they get it because there's kids on there, and same with Raising Hope because it's kind of base humor. So your kids aren't smart. No, my kids are fucking idiots. No, are you good. kidding me? They're not Look at me. Wild How smart. smart can they be? Yeah, they're uh, raising hope smart, not running wild smart. Exactly. A Paul Goble Show podcast. Very right. funny. Check him out on, uh, what's your Twitter? At Paul Goble Show on Twitter. And I'm on Facebook and stuff like that. And my website is thekingoftv.com. Right. Don't get. Don't go to thepaulgobleshow.com because no. it's porn. It's good porn, but it's a lot of it. <laughs> it's a of lot it. of it. <laughs> 
It's a lot. If you like porn, uh, proudlyresents.com. I'll do whatever to get you there. <laughs> and um, at Reach Adam if you like the Twitter. Thanks, Paul. Sure. Sure.